Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Hour number two, Bink at Night. Chris Uno, Cerro, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Taking you up until 9 o'clock. We're having a lot of fun. Feel free to join in the conversation, 913-576-7610. That is the phone number that also happens to be the text line. Somebody called in earlier because I was saying that this Dallas game is a real test because the Raiders have been a sinking ship now basically since the Gruden news came out. The fact that you pounded them shouldn't be too big of a surprise. You beat the Packers with Buddy Love, Jordan Love, and then you beat the Giants. Not very convincing. If you... Beat the Cowboys, a team that's 7-2, and two, coming off a really good win that everybody agrees, well, I think most people would agree, are a real Super Bowl contender in the NFC, and you beat them convincingly, then you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Somebody said, nah. They called in there like, nah, sports machine. The Cowboys aren't that good. They got their asses kicked a couple of weeks ago. They're not a real Super Bowl threat. Well, then, let's play that game real quick before we talk about the Chiefs running back situation. Who is the Super Bowl favorite? I mean, I'll give you the actual odds, according to Las Vegas, coming up here in a minute. But while you drive around Kansas City, think about that. Who is the Super Bowl favorite based on what they've actually done this year? If you want to say, well, the Chiefs have the experience of going to back-to-back Super Bowls, so I'm going to keep – that's fine. Like You can make all those different arguments. But just based on the body of work that these teams have done so far through the first 10 weeks of the NFL, the answer is nobody. Nobody. In the past couple of years, you could say, oh, it's the Chiefs, or oh, it's the Patriots, or oh, it's the 49ers. Whoever you thought it was that was the best record, however you want to quantify the quote-unquote best. But so far, this season, I think most teams, including the Chiefs, including the Bills, including the Rams, including the Buccaneers, have underperformed based on what they were supposed to be. So you probably thought about it. Here's what Vegas tells us. The Buffalo Bills are currently the Super Bowl favorite at about 6-1. to one. That's kind of where the Chiefs were at the beginning of the year. Tampa hasn't really gone anywhere, even after a couple of losses. 
they're hanging around plus 650. Then it's a bunch of NFC teams. It's the Rams at plus 850. It's the Cowboys at plus 900. It's the Arizona Cardinals at plus 1,000. And then your Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,000 as of today, according to Las Vegas, to win the Super Bowl. If you don't know what plus 1,000 means, 10 to 1. Put down 10 bucks. If they win the Super Bowl, you win 100. I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of enticing. And I'm not good at math, but maybe you've got 70 bucks or 100 bucks laying around, and you can get 10 to 1 odds on that? Look, I'm not telling you what you should do with your money, certainly when it comes to gambling. But that just seems like a live wire to me. Again, Buffalo's the favorite at plus 600, followed by Tampa, the Rams, Green Bay, and then Dallas. So I was talking earlier about the Cowboys, so this is going to be a real test of kind of where you are, especially if you dominate this football game. Dallas is for sure a Super Bowl contender in the NFC, and you could argue that before they laid an egg a couple of weeks ago, somehow against the Broncos, I don't know what the hell happened there, that they actually were the favorites to come out of the NFC. I think that Dallas is a really good football team, and I think that the Chiefs are going to have to run the football with success as well as having Patrick Mahomes. Essentially, you do what he did against the Raiders, where you say, all right, man, you're the best in the league. You got this cannon for a right arm. I've seen you have so many games where you had 300 yards and three touchdowns. Literally, the first 40 games of Patrick Mahomes' career, half the games, he put up those numbers I just gave you. So in 20 of his first 40 games, he had 300 yards and three-plus touchdowns. I know it sounds crazy. So we've kind of gotten used to it. And then this year, it was like, wait a minute, what happened? He doesn't look comfortable. He only threw for 250. He threw a couple of interceptions. But if you're like me, and I think a lot of you are, you've just been waiting for this, right? Like, if Patrick Mahomes would have continued at the trajectory that we've seen him this year, where he doesn't look comfortable, where he's making silly mistakes, where he's not throwing the football away, where he's a little bit off target, and that continued through 17 games, and the Chiefs ended up, whatever, 10-7 and and found their way in the back door of the playoffs, I'd be surprised. But if you told me that going forward, after a five-touchdown, 400-yard performance, that next week he has 350 yards and four touchdowns, and the week after that he does the same thing, and then all of a sudden his MVP odds go from 50 to 30 to 10 to the favorite a month and a half from now, I'm not going to be that surprised. Now, some people will say, yeah, because you got your Patrick Mahomes blinders on. I don't think so. I think that we've seen a big enough sample size from that dude to say it was only a matter of time. Now, you want to talk about a sample size. Let's talk about the Chiefs running game. Sometimes we'll fall in love with our most expensive toy. What I mean by that is if you got a Honda Accord and if you got a Ferrari in your garage, sometimes you want to take out the Ferrari. You know, you like you spend a lot of money on that damn thing. With the Chiefs, I kind of felt that way with Sammy Watkins a couple of years ago when he was making $20 million a year. It was like his skill set was basically that of uh, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. His numbers told you the same, but his contract didn't. So the Chiefs kind of felt obligated to get him the ball because of the money that he was making. And when it comes to Clyde edwards Lair, I feel like the Chiefs, they went outside their comfort zone. Hell, they went outside the NFL comfort zone and drafted a running back in the first round a couple of years ago. The offense was already close to all-time great. They had all these different weapons. Everything was basically in place except for a feature running back. And so they went out there and they took the first running back off the board at the end of the first round in Clyde edwards Elair. 
I'm not saying the guy's a bust, but I'm going to give you his numbers real quick. This year, when he's been healthy, and it looks like he's probably going to be back this game versus the Cowboys. 65 rushes for 304 yards, average of 4.7. Here's the problem. Those are the same numbers dude had last year. 4.7 yards per carry. Last year, I think he had 5 yards per carry. So if you do the math real quick, and through the first two years, and he averages 4.9 yards per carry, what the hell's the problem? That's great. Till they give you his touchdowns, which is, you know, what really matters. How often do you score? He has zero as a running back this year. A bagel, nothing, nada, zero. And here's the bigger problem, in my opinion. When you drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you drafted him to give Patrick Mahomes another weapon in the passing game. It wasn't for him to pass block. It wasn't necessarily even for him to run the football. Those guys are a dime a dozen running backs in the NFL. Hell, Adrian Peterson is still running. I think they went out there because he, at the time, remember, was the best pass-catching back in all of college football. This year, while healthy, he has eight catches for 61 yards. You want to talk about a running back that's really good out of the backfield that none of us, well, maybe that's not fair, maybe you did, that me, I, had no idea dude had that skill set? You're talking about Darrell Williams. In the last few years, you want to talk about a guy that hasn't gotten any shine because he wasn't even the best Williams on the team. Hell, if you Google Darrell Williams NFL right now, he's not even the first one to come up. I just did it. They bring up some big offensive lineman from the Buffalo Bills. You want to talk about a skill set out of the backfield in limited time this year. He's got 31 catches for 270 yards, averaging almost nine yards per catch and a touchdown. And I think that he opened everybody's eyes, maybe including his own coaching staff and his own mama last time out. Running backs don't do that. In the Chiefs system, it's meant to be spread out, where Travis Kelsey is going to get his across the middle, and Tyree Kill is going to get his deep, and every now and again, McCall Hardman is going to get his. But that's kind of supposed to be it. That's how you rack up the 400 yards and all the touchdowns. It's borderline unfair if you've got a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield as a running back and do what this dude did last Sunday versus the Raiders. I have never seen anything like it. And it's not like it was just Dinkin and Duncan. It was some unbelievable catches that this dude was making. And yards after the catch, Chris, I don't know about you, but going forward, I think that sometimes a guy earns a job. Whatever your job is, you earn the job. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, quite frankly, hasn't really earned the right to come back and be the starter. That's Daryl's job at this point, right? No. No. Uh, No, not at all. And and here's the reason why. First off, uh, he didn't performed very well when he was getting hand getting getting the ball handed off to him. He was less than four yards per carry. Okay, well he's and pretty damn season, good at the other stuff. Yeah, but the thing is though, he got nine targets in the game. That's wide receiver one number of targets. And the defense is backed off. So the it's gonna there's a lot of open space for you to work with if you're just catching the ball in the flats and you got guys ten yards down the field. You make one you guy do? miss you get How a first down. How would you down. divide it? I, here's the thing is I would I would have Clyde come back because I I think we all we can all agree that Clyde is the better athlete than Daryl Williams yeah, that that's what my case, eyes tell me yeah and so if he's the better athlete then and and he averages more yards per carry when he's out there that means he's a better halfback he's better lined up in the backfield I get it. he's a running back so it's in the more, job title he can he run can, he can run but he was specifically brought here 
to be a receiving back. Yes. And I believe in his upside as a receiving back more than Daryl. Now, Daryl did have that great catch one-on-one down the field for that touchdown that basically sealed the game uh, on Sunday versus the Raiders. And that's cool. And he should absolutely get some touches. Uh, And he's going to get his touches because the Chiefs have never really shown that they're committed to one running back. I just don't think that he needs to get more touches more than Clyde because, to me, I see a guy in Clyde that has way more upside. And if they use him the same way they use Daryl, Clyde's going to look just as good, if not better Why does than upside, why does draft position, why does contract, why does so that much, matter right not now? So Who much helps the, you win more? It's not, the much the, it's not so much the draft position. It's the upside as far as talent goes. You're not worrying about if 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 – it's all even as far as draft position goes or how you acquired him. It's basically about physical talent. And I don't think you could watch Daryl and you could watch Clyde and think that Daryl's more physically gifted than Clyde is. And and that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I, I know that, you know, you, like you said, you, you made the point earlier that you're not 100% sold on the Chiefs because it's one game. Well, I'm not 100% sold on Daryl Williams because it's that's one fair. game. That's so fair. that's the reason why it's like, for me, I've seen Clyde be a much better athlete out of that backfield than Darrell Williams has. And Darrell Williams, and he had he had a couple good runs in that game against the Raiders, but he's just, he's not that guy. He's not the guy you're going to go out and give 20 carries to. We've seen Clyde be the guy. You can give 20, 25 carries to, and he can go out there and get you some yards when the blocking is good. And I trust that should they have a game plan similar to what they've had last week with the Raiders, this time around with Clyde, I trust that Clyde's going to perform better if they use him in, in the same way they use Daryl. Can you imagine if you're Daryl Williams and you have the game that you just had where you had, you're okay on the ground, but through the air, I mean, nine catches, which doesn't happen. I mean, when's the last Chiefs running back that had nine catches that went over 100 yards and found his way in the end zone? I don't know that it's happened. At least it hasn't happened in a long-ass time. And then dude comes back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who hasn't been overwhelmingly good. Look, if he was overwhelmingly good, if he was getting in the end zone a bunch and overperforming and all those different things, and I'd say, well, you don't lose your job to injury. But I think that if it's out there for the taking, who do you guys want to see? 913-576-7610. Hit us up on the text line. Who do you want to see at running back versus the Dallas Cowboys? Who do you want to get more touches? Because Chris and I are on opposite sides of the spectrum on this one. Coming up next... Speaking of those Dallas Cowboys, remember back in the day, their big three? Of course you do. What's funny is their big three, who did win three Super Bowls, can't hold a candle to the Chiefs' big three. It's not even close. I'll tell you how one side it is on the other side. Chris and the Sports Machine taking you up until 9 o'clock right here, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Bank at Night without Bink tonight. Chris is here, though. So am I. Sports Machine taking you up until 9 o'clock. Everybody knows about the big three back in the day with the Dallas Cowboys with Emmett and Irvin and Aikman. Yo, Aikman is the worst Hall of Famer in Canton, period. I'll make the case for that coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's, it's not even close. He's by far the worst Hall of Famer. Let's go out to Aaron Independence real quick. What's up with you, Aaron? Hey, how you doing, man? Enjoying the show. Thank you. Just uh, answer your question, yeah. and I totally agree with you 100%, man. You got to go with the hot hand at this moment because Daryl Williams is actually doing the job. I think you ease uh, 
Larry and, uh, you know, maybe a few plays here and there, just get him back on, you know. But I don't think you just throw him in there because, I mean, he's doing such a good job right now, especially helping catch and ball. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Falls out the backfield, but my real question is, do you think this game that Josh Gordon finally gets going, do we finally try to get him some more some more targets, some more plays. I don't know. Answer my question, man. I want to know. I honestly don't. I think that's one of those things where the Chiefs figured, what's the worst that could happen? We cut him if either he has no production or gets himself in trouble. So far, he's had no production. God will, he doesn't get himself in trouble. But I don't really think that that was ever Aaron, thanks for the phone call, part of the plan. I don't think it was, okay, now we got this extra weapon. It was, okay, maybe He's going to go out there and do his thing. As far as his point about uh, Edwards Hilaire in this upcoming game, if he's back and healthy and ready to go versus the Cowboys, I think that he's right, and I think that you're right, Chris. I just think that what matters for this team right now is you got to win this football game. If you lose this football game and all of a sudden you're 6-5 and five in a game over 500 and looking up at the rest of the division, then all the goodwill that you've had from your three wins in a row, which none of them were all that convincing, pretty much goes right out the window, and it's borderline panic time again. So the question becomes then, what running back gives you the best chance on Sunday at 325, I believe, kickoff, to beat the Dallas Cowboys? It's not about who looks better. It's not about who was drafted higher. It's not about who cuts harder or any of those things. It's about the hot hand and who gives the Chiefs a better chance to win, and I think that that's obviously Darrell Williams. I don't think Darrell Williams is the hot hand. He had one game. What You know what his stats were against Green Bay? What? 70 rushing yards on 19 carries and 7 passing yards. 7 receiving yards. Very Clyde Edwards-Hilarious. Like, no, but that's not the hot hand, though. That's what I'm saying. Is like If he is putting up production similar to Clyde, you can't say he's the hot hand. Hey, 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 hey. And what I'm saying is that Clyde is the better athlete, and if you use Clyde the same way that you use Daryl, you're probably going to get just as good, if not better, production. Then why haven't they? 
Because they I know you're not a coach, but answer me that. Because they've been running the wrong system all year long. <laughs> they didn't figure it out until the Raiders game. And when they did it, it produced results. Now imagine when you have a better running back doing the same thing. Let me just get that this straight, my dear. So your theory is that they should have been throwing the ball to the running back the yes, entire time. Yes. That they drafted this dude in the first round a couple of years ago, essentially to do that. Yeah. When he was hurt, they figured out they could have success with well, somebody it, else. It took him a few weeks. It took him a few weeks. It wasn't. <laughs> okay. It wasn't immediately because he didn't. He 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 didn't have that kind of production against Tennessee. He didn't have that kind of production against Washington. Uh, you, you could you could you could say he kind of did against the Giants because he he was like 110 uh, yards from yeah. scrimmage, like 61 of those were receiving yards. So you could say that. But he was not being used properly. They were not using their running backs properly in the passing game until the Raiders. I'll be game. thrilled if they start to use that guy out of the backfield more. And They'll screens. have to. It's like it's like 2018 with with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was so dangerous, not only just because he was he was a good running back, but. And out of the backfield, but he was also great at catching the football and and moving in space. And they finally fa- figured out. It took them ten weeks, but they figured out if the defense is ten yards off the line of scrimmage, trying to defend either intermediate pass, you just throw it to the running back and let him go go run in space. They finally figured it out. That's actually a damn good and point. That's it did take them a while with and him. That's something that they did with Kareem that made him so dangerous. He was so great at catching the ball out of the backfield and just running, and he was so great at breaking tackles and dragging guys and jumping over guys, and that's why he was so lethal. You got a guy in Clyde that showed in college at LSU that he was a lethal pass catching back, and you have not used him correctly up until the pump uh, at any point in his career thus far. The way that you used Daryl uh, on Sunday, it doesn't make any sense. If you they, drafted him for that. It's kind of like in the words of Herm Edwards, "Hello, yes, he- like." You know you got it, so hopefully you're right and going forward we see a lot more of that because that's essentially another weapon that the Chiefs really haven't used the last couple of years. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Also the text line, I'll get to a couple of those. So I want to talk about the Cowboys' big three here because everybody knows how good Emmett Smith was, obviously all-time great. Michael Irvin, I'll give you his numbers compared to Tyree Kill here just momentarily. But when it comes to Troy Aikman, so Patrick Mahomes' first crack at NFL defenses, we know that he went out there and was the best player in the league, won the MVP, 50 touchdowns. What was it, 10 or 11 interceptions? Just an all-time great year. Compared to our guy, Troy Aikman, who his first year as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback had, and this is in 12 games played, so he didn't play the whole season, to be fair. Dude had nine touchdowns and 18 interceptions. So you'd be like, well, okay, that's fine. He's a rookie. Like even Peyton Manning wasn't great as a rookie. How much better was he in year two? You know, when he played in every single game, talking about Troy Aikman. Now we've worked our way to the 1990s. This was the era of the Dallas Cowboys. The first year, 1990, this dude had 11 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. I don't care if your argument is, well, it was a different game or he was just getting comfortable or he didn't have Larry Allen yet because the next year, he had 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. His third year in the NFL for the Hall of Famer, the great Troy Aikman, three years in the NFL. This dude had nine touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, and 11 touchdowns. The next year, something crazy happened in 1992. He had 23 touchdown passes. A career high. A career high. He had in 1992 to go along with his 14 interceptions. 
Then he was back to the same old Troy Aikman. The next year, he had 15 touchdowns go along with six picks, played every game. The year after that, 13 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and he would never, he said never, have another 20-touchdown passing season. The great Troy Aikman who finished his career, Uno Cero, with 165 touchdowns and 141 interceptions. Just to put some perspective on that, right now Patrick Mahomes currently has 139 touchdowns to 34 interceptions, and Troy Aikman played 115 years. The career from Patrick Mahomes through four years and change as a starting quarterback for the Chiefs has already been tenfold what Troy Aikman was able to do in his illustrious Hall of Fame career. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Steven in Lenexa, you're on Pinkin' Night. What's up, Steven? Oh, man, keep drinking that Kool-Aid. I heard you were <laughs> taking shots at me in the middle of the night. I heard you were you were selling my sterling reputation at 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning. It could have happened. What's on your mind? I'm always up. I'm always missed. I'm always missed, and even after the Chiefs. Now, listen, this is a multifaceted problem. You're, you guys are looking at five years of a nine, ten and six, ten and seven football team. Your, your problem is we've already seen what LAR can do. We, there's, there's not going to save you. The only thing is Josh Gordon suddenly hits another gear. You have no playmakers. You lost Sammy Watkins. You have to look at this objectively. Patrick Mahomes was still not checking down. He still was. He was still overrated, and, and Travis Kelsey was wide open on one of those one of those throws, and he, he over, was overthrowing guys all night. So he's he's not improved that much. But the main problem is that that Mahomes has got a bunch of bums around him that can't get open, you know, except for Kelsey and Hill, and and maybe maybe Alaron Williams, but. You have to have one more game breaker. You have, to have, you have, four, like, you have four guys that can catch the ball, but that's not enough weapons right there. <laughs> so, yeah, he's right. The Chiefs, you, got four, you have four weapons there, but, oh, that's not enough. I feel like almost every quarterback in the league would kill just to have Travis Kelsey and then a bunch of actual Oh, God, how many, how many weapons do you need? <laughs> and Kelsey's you a get. You got two number one receivers on your team, basically. That's not enough. No, it's the other guys. But you got to have five number one receivers to have enough weapons in the NFL today. He goes, Patrick Mahomes has nobody to throw to except for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Tyree Hill, Hill and maybe Clyde edwards And maybe Clyde edwards and maybe Daryl Williams. Okay, they've got enough weapons. That's There are a lot of there are a lot of things that this team you could point to and say. They need a trade for Mike Evans <laughs> so they can get another number one. That's so a, I have three number one wide receivers because right, that's so what you need. You kid, you joke, you funny, I know. But with the whole Josh Gordon thing, like, is anybody really holding out any hope that he's going to be an impact like he's gonna make a difference or it's just if he does cool look i i, I feel like i feel like you're a fool if you're holding i'm sorry you're a fool you're kind of well, ignorant well, yeah, if you think yeah. that josh gordon's gonna make a big impact on this team well they don't need him to to have a big impact on this team like all you need is for someone to be a reliable option if and when you've got guys like kelsey and tyreek being covered well at the same time you don't need someone to be another thousand yard capable receiver. Sammy Watkins was never that here. He's not even that in Baltimore. He can't even stay on the field. So you don't need a thousand yard capable receiver. I feel like the, the, the problem is that we've gotten so used to the offense being great that we want, like everybody wants the chiefs to be Real Madrid or Chelsea or, or man, you where they just have all the great players in the league. And that's, 
that's not how the NFL is set up. You can't just buy all the really great players. Sometimes you got to have some players that you have question marks about. Well, especially you, when you have the best quarterback, the best tight end, you yeah, can argue the best receiver. If you're paying a lot of guys big money on both sides of the ball, you can't have all 99s on your team. You got to have some 69, some 71 rated players on your team that are seeing significant playing time. And you just got to hope that they are reliable in the very few moments that they actually need to be relied That's on. That's why whenever somebody talks smack on Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson, I'm thinking... I mean, I'm not fans of those guys, even though Demarcus is a Gator. I'm not fans of those guys, but like... He's making a million bucks. Go out there and have two touchdowns and 20 catches and, and you did your job. Exactly. You're not paying this dude to be a thousand yard receiver and you don't expect him to be a thousand yard receiver. Like all this talk in the offseason, oh, they need a number two receiver. No, they just need a guy that could just be as good as Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is like 500, 600 receiving yards and three or four touchdowns maybe. That's all you need, and you don't need to go out and work too hard to find a guy that can do that because there's a ton of guys in the NFL today that can do that. Especially if the defense can be as good as they've been the last three weeks. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk about is it realistic that the defense can be as good as they were the last three weeks, especially against this Cowboys offense on the other side, Uno Sarah on the sports machine. It's bank at night on Six Ten sports radio. This is bank at night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas city chiefs, Six Ten sports radio. Let's talk about the defense coming up here in just a couple of minutes where they've finally shown up the last few weeks compared to whew, Whatever that was, the first month and a half of the season. It's Bink at Night, Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, halfway home on a Tuesday night. Text line from the 913. I just want another six to 800 yard wide receiver. I think that there's a lot of people that want that. I also think that, in theory, that's why you drafted McCole Hartman. That's what McCole Hartman was out the gates. You can argue that he's either taken a step back or taken, I guess, lateral moves through the rest of his career, but he the plan was that he was supposed to be that guy. I mean, if you you mentioned Sammy Watkins earlier, I would get so pissed off the last few years, Chris, when people would say, you know, playoff Sammy and Super Bowl Sammy and all these different things because I mean he did show up in the playoffs in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you're that guy. So you can't you're that, you can't discount that just because <laughs> during the regular season he played nine games. Like Yeah, you can't No, you can't because no you can't even if you he played discount, like crap. You at least dis- he played. You cannot discount what Sammy did in the most important games. You could say, Hey, he was overpaid during the regular season, and you'd be right. But you can't discount what he did. He spent half game. the season at an air. Airbnb and he was making 20 million a year for the well, first couple of years of the well, we contract. Still, we still went to two Super Bowls, so, so I'm not complaining. But I, I will say this: I, I did this. I look. I did this math during this break. Oh yeah. Um, and I I suck at math, but you know, calculator on your phone. Sure. If McCole Hardman keeps up the same production per game that he has thus far this year, he'll have 678 receiving yards. That's more than Sammy Watkins has ever had as a Kansas City Chief in a single Say season. that again so people hear you. 678 <laughs> yards is the pace that McCole Hardman is on for this so year. So for anybody that says we need a Sammy Watkins the type most, guy, you got him. You have him right now. <laughs> you just need him to be reliable. And that's the issue right now with him is that he's dropping too many damn balls. But he's more dynamic than Sammy is when he actually gets in the open field. So 
So all you really need right now is for McColl to be reliable. You don't need him to be uh, Tyreek Hill 2.0. You don't need him to be that. You just need him to be reliable. When we throw to you on third down on a five-yard outright, you catch the damn and then ball. And go forward. That's all. We, we don't need you to get the ball punched out when you get into open field and you know a defender comes up behind you and knocks the ball out and you turn it over in Washington territory. That's all that we are asking Ty, uh, not Tyreek, um, McCall Hartman, McCall Hartman to picture. not do. though, Chris, the good news yeah. is that all those issues you can fix in-house and they should take care of themselves opposed well, you, to you hope. Well, I they mean, will. They you should have him will. walking around with a football in his hands in the facility. Sleeping with that bad boy. Guys try to punch it out and he holds on to but it. But look at other teams. I mean, look at the Rams who think they're a Super Bowl contender and then all of a sudden there's somebody available. They go in panic mode because they think they need to get better. The Chiefs just kind of sit tight. I mean, it was a they good move. They don't need to. No, they went. No, 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 no. Don't try to. Don't. Try. The Chiefs tried to get him and they lost. They'll try to front and act like the Chiefs didn't want him. They Wanted they wanted OBJ and Want OBJ chose and LA. need my friend. There's a huge difference. The, the Chiefs Rams, might have wanted some of these dudes. The they don't Rams, need anybody. The Rams didn't need him either at the time, and they still went and got him. The the Packers didn't need him, and they still went and got him. These dudes that we're talking about, right? Like that's a perfect example. I feel like the Packers did it because they felt like if they wanted to beat a team like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they had to go out and add a piece. The Rams had to go out a piece. The you know Rams the didn't do? have to. They had they, they, they had Cooper they, Cup and Robert Woods. They did. At the time. No, they didn't. Hook they them up to a lie detector, but they'd be like, yes. They we didn't like make we this move. We didn't have a chance. No, I I firmly disagree with that because they beat a team like the Buccaneers earlier this year, and they they were pretty confident in themselves going into this year. I'm pretty sure they didn't feel like they needed OBJ. Now the next day, after they signed him and Robert Wood shreds his knee, they're like, they okay, need him. now we need, need him his now. ass now, don't you? But they definitely didn't think they needed him when they signed him. They just saw an opportunity to get better, and they got him with guys like Hardman, though. It's almost like a magic eight ball. You just want to shake him because you've seen it before. You know he's got it in there. So just do it from this point going forward. With Edwards Hilaire, like you're talking about, get him the ball in the screen game. And if he can have the same success that we've seen with Daryl at least the last week, just go out there and do it. It feels like the Chiefs' problems. They've started to go away a little bit, dissipate, if you will, triple ward score a little bit. But the other problems are easily fixable with the dudes you have. Maybe I'm minimalizing it. Let's go out to... Robert and Lee Summit. What's up, Robert? How you doing, man? What up, guys? Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. So what I was thinking is the kind of the third person we need is like a Julian Edelman. So when you look at the Patriots, right, they had Gronk, they had, you know, uh, Randy Moss for a while and so forth. But Walker and Edelman were those slot players right in the middle, grunt work, getting hit, you know. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That took so much off everyone. We don't have that player, right? If we had that player, it'd be a game changer for us. I don't think that they – Chris and I were just saying – 
Would it be nice to have? Would it make you better? Would it add another weapon for Patrick Mahomes and all those things? Yes. Do you need him? Do you need him to outscore teams? I don't think so. I really don't. I think that the offense is just fine. I think Patrick Mahomes, by the way, text line agrees with me from the 913. The Rams absolutely thought that they needed him. That's why they paid him. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying, 913. They paid him a little bit of money. (laughs) They didn't think they need him. They were just like, let's go out and get him if we can. Also, I don't think they they thought they needed him. What this really comes down to, we're talking about the offense. They threw it to him three times on on uh, oh, last night. Let him get comfortable. A like they're bit. they're 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 not looking at it like, hey, we need him. They're just like, hey, if we could go get OBJ, let's go get him. This is all fun sports talk conversation, but it's really about the defense and the reason that Patrick Mahomes hasn't been to three straight Super Bowls in his first three years as starting quarterback is because the defense let him down in year one. Whether you want to talk about the full season, whether you want to talk about the overtime game and the AFC Championship versus the Patriots, however you want to break it down, it wasn't Pat's fault, it wasn't the offense, it wasn't Andy, it was the defense. So the Chiefs went out there and went, okay, we're getting a bunch of new dudes, we're paying a bunch of guys on the defensive line, we're going to give Chris Jones the bag, we're going to get rid of Bob Sutton, hire Spags, it was a complete overhaul, and frankly, the results, the proof is in the pudding. It's worked. I'm not going to pretend like they're the steel curtain or the 85 bears or the Ravens with Ray Lewis because they're not. But the last couple of years, the defense has been somewhere between okay and good, which is where I would say they've been the last three weeks, somewhere between okay and good. The numbers tell us that they've been great the last three weeks. What are you talking about, bro? They've only gave up 38 points. That averages to just under 13 points per game, which would be tops in the NFL over that time period. Great. Break it down a little bit more. Vegas has been a sinking ship. Green Bay was with the backup quarterback and the Giants are a train wreck. And that game was at Arrowhead. So I don't think that we can look at the defensive side of the ball and say things are taken care of. And here's why it's only three games. And you got a Dallas Cowboys offense that in almost every category is top five coming to Arrowhead Sunday afternoon. If you shut them down, then I'll shut the hell up. But I think there's a chance that the chiefs, once they play a quote unquote, real capable offense, which is what the Dallas Cowboys are revert back to the real crappy defense that we've seen. It wasn't that long ago, October 24th versus the Tennessee Titans. You give up 27 points in the, in the first half and they just stopped trying in the second half. They just wanted to bleed the clock a couple weeks before that. You give up a 38 spot against Buffalo at the crib week before that. You give up 30 points, which is the high water mark for the Philadelphia Eagles so far this year. Week before that, you give up 30 to Los Angeles. Week before that, 36. And then the first game of the year, you give up 20 and really end up winning that game. So I'm not ready to say that the defense is great or good or even average. What I'm saying is I want to see what they do versus the Dallas Cowboys. And then I'll give my opinion. I, I don't think you can discount what they've been doing because, like, first off, I don't think you give the Raiders offense enough credit. That's a top 10 offense in the league right now. And for them to hold them to 14 points, and, I mean, Derek Carr had one of the worst games of the season against that defense, and he was getting harassed. And, you know, they've, the last few years, have had trouble getting to Derek Carr. Oh, he lit him up last and year. And they were, no, no, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he just, he ripped right through the defense last year, and they were not able to generate pressure, but the entire, even Jaron Reed got in on the on the party. He hasn't done a damn thing right. this year. And you know, I forgot he was on the squad. That's what I'm saying. You know your pass rush is having a good day when Jaron Reed is getting to the quarterback. So, like, for me, 
it's like I've watched them the last five weeks. And aside from that first half in, in Tennessee, and I know you try to say they run out the clock, but they were, they were throwing the football still. They weren't running the football a whole lot in the second half in the Titans game. They were still throwing the football a lot in that game. And they were trying, and the Chiefs made some adjustments in halftime, and they were able to uh, slow them down enough to give the offense an opportunity to try to climb their way back in, and the offense didn't do well. Would you know a fake rollie if you saw one? You said what? Would you know a fake rollie if you saw one? Oh, yeah, one? definitely. For sure, 100%? Oh, yeah. You don't think the Chiefs defense might be a fake rollie? I don't. Really? I, I don't think they're, like, top 10, but I think we can look at what they've done the last few weeks and say that there is certainly some market improvement where they need to improve, specifically pass rush, that tells me that I think they could go out there and be good enough for this team to be able to win games if the offense gets back to what they were. And I really feel like this Chiefs defense is not getting enough credit for the way that they've played the last month or so. Besides that first half against Tennessee, they played great against Washington. They played great against the Packers. I know Jordan Love, but still, they almost shut him out. If not for Dan Sorensen being Dan Sorensen, they <laughs> shut out the Packers. And and uh, they played great against the Giants. And then, obviously, we we just saw them against a top 10 offense and they embarrassed them in their home stadium. So I, I just don't think the defense is getting enough credit for what they've done the last oh, almost month and a half now. Look a little closer at that watch because it has two L's and two X's. You should have been able to spot that. Y'all believe in the Chiefs defense? 913 576. I mean, they're not, they're not, I mean, we're not, we're not talking about the Legion of Boom here. No. We're not talking about a great defense. Are they just okay? Are they serviceable? Are they I'm not going to screw you? Yeah. And I, that's what I think they are. I think they are a defense. I think they're a defense that if you get a two score lead, you can count on them to, to pin their ears back and harass the quarterback. And that's really all you need them to do. You get a lead and you get them in a position where they can just pass rush and not have to worry about running backs getting 25, 30 carries. I think you're good. And even even then, their run defense actually has improved a lot because Josh Jacobs is a very good running back, and he didn't have a very good day at the office on Sunday. All right, then coming up next, here's what we'll do. We'll check the boxes versus the Cowboys. Who has the better defense? Who has the better quarterback so far this season? The better wide receivers? We'll break it down next. Chris and the Sports Machine taking you up until 9 o'clock. In for Bink at Night right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So I got some numbers to back up my point. Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock in for Bink at Night right here on 610 Sports Radio. And you, perhaps you're listening on the Odyssey app all around the world. So points in sports are important. Football, they're like a good thing. Don't know if you knew that or not. Dallas is better at, you know, getting those points than any other team in the NFL. And that's without having Dak for a minute there. They're averaging 32 points per game. Just a hair under 32 points per game. There are three teams right now in the NFL that are averaging at least 30 points per game. These teams are all for real Super Bowl threats. You could argue maybe the favorites. Tampa Bay averaging 31 Buffalo averaging 31, then like I said, Dallas averaging just under 32 points per game. If you're curious, Kansas City is just over 26 points per game. Now, that's not bad. That's not bad at all until you forget that a few years ago, Pat's MVP season, the Chiefs were putting up what was like 32, 33 points per game, which happens to be the number of points per game. Was it 35? I think it was 35. The defense... Hasn't been 35 points per game bad so far this year. But before three weeks ago, so you take the first seven games of the season, they were giving up 
over 30 points per game. In fact, it was right around 32 points per game. The problem with that is even if you're the greatest show on turf or the Chiefs offense from a couple of years ago or the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning, just one of these all-time great offenses, you can't win the Super Bowl if you have a defense that gives up 30 points per game. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Has never happened. Will never happen. The math just doesn't work out at some point. Even if you put up a big number, you're going to have one of those 46-45 type losses that, hell, case in point, we saw the Chiefs have in that year that I've gone back to a couple of times where they got knocked out in the AFC Championship game. If you really think about that year, it wasn't the offense that really ever let them down. It was ultimately the defense. And my fear is this, that at some point, this offense is going to be every bit as good as the offense that we've fallen in love with. Kind of football on crack. Well, I've never tried crack. Football on Adderall. Going really, really fast all the time. Really fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Highlight reel. Left-handed, behind the back, blindfold, all these different things. Didn't see it early on. Tyree Kill. Lots of drop passes early on. Travis Kelsey. Where you been? Best tight end in the league. Maybe the best tight end of all time. And kind of pedestrian there for a couple of weeks. I honestly believe with every fiber of my being that from this point going forward, as long as something crazy doesn't happen and the entire offensive line gets pieced apart like they did last year or something like that, that the Chiefs offense will be the highest scoring offense in the league, better than those three teams I gave you. They're averaging 30 points per game, and they'll be around that number Chris was giving you, like 34, 35. I honestly believe that. I think that it was just pop the cork off the champagne. It came off in that Raiders game. Mahomes had 400 yards. He said 400 yards. And one, two, three, four, five touchdowns. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that going forward than you're going to see what we saw the first two months of this season. I truly believe that, but here's the problem. And this is a huge-ass problem. I don't think that this defense has shown me so far in 2021 when they play good offenses with their starting quarterback because Savior is the Packers yeah, with Jordan Love. Well, the Raiders have been really good. Yeah, but they've been a sinking ship the last couple of weeks. Let's see what they do versus the Cowboys. Because if the Chiefs go out there and they do what they've done the last three weeks, which is give up 13 points per game on average to an offense that puts up 31, then it's like, okay, let's start talking about this team and the same conversation with getting back to and winning the Super Bowl. But if the Chiefs go out there and give up 30, which is below the Cowboys average, or 35, which we've seen the Chiefs do a couple of times this year, or I believe Tennessee, if they wanted to, probably could have put up a 40 spot. I'm not trying to put fear into anybody's hearts, but if that happens and the Chiefs go out there and their offense looks great, but they get outscored and Dallas leaves Arrowhead on Sunday night, daylight saving, so it's going to be dark with a 42-35 win, then we're right back to where we were a few weeks ago. Chasing our tail, Wondering if we can win the division for a sixth year in a row, if this is even a playoff team. I'm telling you, this Dallas game is a huge test, not just in the standings, where you can find yourself at the top of the AFC West and you're seven and four going to a bye, feeling pretty good about yourself. But the vice versa is if you lose, you lose to a team that is a, another Super Bowl contender. And then you look back at the last three weeks, at least I would. And say fraud, fraud, fraud. 
You got lucky as hell that you played a terrible Giants team that should have beat you at Arrowhead. You got lucky as hell that Aaron Rodgers was a liar, didn't admit that he had had the the vaccination, and that the NFL said you got to sit down. So you went against Jordan Love. And then I don't I don't want to rain on the parade because it was probably the best complete game of the season this past Sunday versus the Raiders. But look what the Raiders have been the last three weeks. Look at the, the situations they've had since John Gruden with Damon Arnett flashing around the machine gun. We all know, obviously, the tragic situation with Henry Ruggs. That was not a, that was not a, a Raiders team that was feeling great about themselves. It's not like, all right, all directions are pointing that the Raiders are finally the team at the time to beat the Chiefs. No. They weren't feeling too good. So the Chiefs, what I'm saying is on the schedule, the last few weeks, if we're going to call it what it is, Casey, have caught a little bit of a break. This is not a break. This is the Dallas Cowboys when they're completely healthy, which is why I think that this is kind of where you can start to judge the Chiefs. And the bye week comes at a perfect time. You go out there and win this game in convincing fashion, and you're 7-4, and four, you're at the top of the AFC West, you look back, you kind of can laugh. <laughs> Isn't it funny we were talking about all these different things, man, not making the playoffs, not winning the division, Patrick Mahomes not being the same guy. But again, the swing is so big that if you lose this game and you're 6-5 and five and you lost to another Super Bowl caliber team and you have another home loss and you're looking up in the standings, the sky's kind of falling. This game's huge. Two hours in the book, one more coming up. We'll keep talking Chiefs the rest of the way. Chris Unocero, I'm merely the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 